Compliance Clarified, a podcast by Thomson Reuters Regulatory Intelligence. Hello and a very warm welcome to Season 3, Episode 10 of Thomson Reuters Regulatory Intelligence's Compliance Clarified podcast. My name is Susanna Hammond and I'm Senior Regulatory Intelligence Expert here at TRRI. Now, in the 10th and indeed last episode of Series 3, we are taking a look at our latest special report on fintech, regtech and the role of compliance in 2022. The subtitle of the report is Challenges Arising from Technological Opportunities, which gives a real sense of the findings. Before I go any further, one point to make absolutely clear is that the report is focused on the role of compliance with technological solutions and doesn't assess the merits or indeed otherwise of particular fintech or regtech solutions. For this conversation, I'm really delighted to say I'm joined by my co-author on the report, Mike Cowan. Hi, Susanna. And for this sixth annual report on fintech, regtech and the role of compliance, which has in its lifetime attracted more than two and a half thousand respondents. And this year, the survey attracted more than 450 respondents from around the world and from all sectors of financial services. And that's from the globally systemic financial institutions to technology startups. As with all our reports, Based on survey results, the analysis is intended to help financial services firms with planning, resourcing and direction, and really to allow them to benchmark whether or not their approach, skills, strategy, expectations are in line with those of the wider industry. Now, as you might expect, year on year, we keep many of the survey questions the same, simply so we can track an evolving marketplace. That said, this year, new questions were added to explore how firms and their compliance functions use technology and how indeed they would like to be able to use technology. New questions also asked about the relationship between firms and regulators when it comes to technology and what good is beginning to look like for the regulation of fintech and regtech. Now, turning to this year's report itself, it's clear, in fact, crystal clear, that digital transformation has been a fundamental enabler for financial services firms, particularly when considering navigating the pandemic. And it really is hard to underestimate the opportunities firms can derive from the robust implementation of technological solutions. But maximising their potential can present real challenges. The most significant challenges highlighted by respondents to this year's survey concerned four key areas. And those four areas were data, operational resilience, the management of third parties and skill sets. But to kick off our discussion, we'll take a look at the evolving marketplace. Mike, where are we on the marketplace? So from a marketplace perspective, Susanna, and to follow your lead from from your preamble, I I think it's important to put this report into some form of context. The report isn't a commentary or a critique or a description of the fintech, regtech marketplace. Um, But it does look at fintech, regtech from the point of view of the compliance officer with all the benefits and challenges that that brings. The report looks at the marketplace from the angle of the the sector's popularity and the diversity and the range of uses of fintech and regtech applications. However, that said, um, we do use the BIS's stats to put some form of context, some form of perimeter around how big the fintech market has been over the years. In a report uh, from September 2021, 
the BIS on fintech, the, the BIS reported that fintechs have raised over a trillion dollars in equity in more than 35,000 deals globally since 2010. So it just elaborates your point about how the, the market is growing um, and how it has grown over the last 10, 11 years. This year's survey painted a picture of a well-populated marketplace um, with some compelling business cases for fintech use in, in many sectors. Respondents were, were, were generally positive about the use of applications. In fact, this year's survey identified the top three uses of fintech as payments, no real surprise there, payments going online, especially during the pandemic, became more convenient for customers, information and data security, and customer relationship management. And for GCFI firms, the top three were payments, product development, and information data security and record keeping. However, outside of that, we did identify some uses that may not have fallen into, into our top into our top three, shall we say, but are generally horses that are coming on the out on the outside and some uses where fintech are being used but maybe haven't got their full um their full steam up as yet. For example, I believe cryptos is one area that that fintech is being used for. And, and let's be frank, no discussion on digital transformation is complete with it without at least mentioning cryptos. And indeed, we've had two episodes on cryptos in series three of the podcast. So please do listen to those if you'd like a bit more detail on, on uh, cryptos. Now, in the context of the fintech report, cryptos were definitely a feature, but actually they weren't the biggest challenge being seen to be faced by firms. We, we asked one of our questions is, what is the greatest financial technology challenge expected in the next 12 months? Top three, data governance, availability of skills and cyber resilience. And that's pretty much holds true for both fintech and regtech solutions. I mean, there are other ones in there, financial crime, regulatory approach, third party providers. Cryptos is kind of lower on the list, which just gives you a sense of how many other challenges, issues, things to think about that compliance functions have. The one that I would suggest is a really quite big deal is the data governance piece. I mean, it's going to be a thread throughout the whole thing equally skills, and then the resilience factors, cyber and operational. Um, so one of the other things we ask uh, the respondents about is how actually the use of technology, fintech, regtech, is, and in this particular context, regtech is actually impacting the management of compliance within firms. Mike? So uh, just but uh, yeah, before we get onto that, um, I've got one point to make, which is uh, to add another uh, additional use of fintech applications alongside cryptos, and again one that perhaps didn't come out in the top three um, or, or four here. But I'd I'd like to mention artificial intelligence because it is a, a popular mm -hmm. uh, subject at the moment. Yep. Um, artificial intelligence, uh, another area where um, firms have seen a lot of value added to stakeholders. In fact, the European Commission, for example, has announced significant investment in AI applications, although the EU, EU has also recognised that, that this investment needs to be accompanied by a strong regulatory framework. And in the report, one of the appendices 
we do elaborate uh, some more on um, artificial intelligence, how it's being regulated, and the sort of uh, points that are being made through that through that discussion. But when it comes to RegTech, um, um, you know, respondents reported that RegTech solutions were having a growing impact on the management of compliance. Uh, just again, echoing your point that you mentioned earlier. Uh, the impact of regulatory change featured strongly, um, with around a third of firms reporting that RegTech will affect the implementation of regulatory change, uh, the way it's captured, the way regulations um, are managed, and uh, the impact and how they're interpreted. Um, at a firm level, RegTech applications were mainly being used for compliance monitoring and anti-money laundering uh, and sanctions checking. Um, at a compliance function level, applications are being used for compliance monitoring, regulatory reporting, financial crime, um, as well as onboarding and KYC um, procedures. So a, a, a vast array of, um, of areas that compliance functions are using RegTech for, which then obviously goes to the popularity of these, of these automated uh, disciplines um, throughout the, the industry. Many firms said that the, that the pandemic had increased their reliance on te technological solutions, although around a third reported no change. Now, as for the benefits of, um, of fintech and regtech, the greatest benefits uh, um, were seen to be uh, improved efficiency, uh, optimized reporting and data analytics, and improved customer experience as well as the old favorite of reduction of costs. But not everyone was so keen to deploy fintech applications. Um, where firms had not yet deployed uh, the, the fintech or regtech application, the main reason for doing so or not doing so um, was the lack of investment and between 13 and 15% of respondents that they lacked a budget for fintech regtech solutions. Um, as um, alongside this, um, uh, people uh, respondents pointed out that they lacked the in-house skill set to manage a fintech regtech application, and they also had p ex poor existing IT infrastructure, so it wasn't compatible with bringing a new uh, facility, a new application on 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 board. Yeah, and and. I think if you are the compliance officer in a firm that has not invested in fintech and regtech, I think you are coming to the tipping point where the regulator, if they haven't already asked you, what are you doing with fintech and regtech and technology generally, digital transformation generally, they're going to start asking the why not question. You know, why don't you have the in-house skills? Why don't you have the IT infrastructure to support this? What is it that is making this a strategic decision effectively not to invest in fintech and regtech solutions because you are starting to be left behind i suppose is the way to put it because if you have technologically enabled firms all around you as your competitors how are you going to keep up if you don't have that level of investment that level of in-house skill and that level of confidence in your it infrastructure so if you are the compliance officer in that sort of firm, I think those might be the kinds of questions you might want to start asking with regard to the business plan, the business strategy, because if you're not asking them, the regulator will be, and you don't want anyone be surprised by that. So 
we've got a pretty healthy marketplace. We've got lots of challenges um, for compliance officers dealing with fintech and regtech applications. And as I said earlier, we've got four key issues coming out as threads, data, op resilience, third party skill sets. Now, picking up on data, data is the strategic asset of the digital age. Data has been called the new oil, for goodness sake. And firms truly need to understand and indeed embed data governance as a framework, as a completely core competency, and as to become utterly inherent in their corporate governance arrangements. Now, Mike, it's, it, this won't be the first time we've spoken about governance and corporate governance in particular, but where are we in the findings on governance arrangements around all of this? So, um, in last year's report, we highlighted the benefits and challenges of firms having a robust corporate governance framework um, through which to develop and deploy fintech regtech applications. Um, and this year, we, we, we've built on that and we've gone on to explore some of the more prevalent risks that firms are seeing when adopting fintech applications. I mean, don't get me wrong, corporate governance st issues still remain. For example, uh, 73 percent of boards were uh, were involved with their firm's approach to fintech while 64 percent were involved with regtech and again quite a low um, percentage um, um, of bo of boards and governments uh, of boards getting involved with the deployment of these quite critical systems at times to their firms however as you've said the biggest challenge was seen to be data governance where the survey reported that 20% of fintech firms and 19% of regtech firms saw data as the biggest challenge. Now, I suppose there's no real surprise here as the successful operation of core business processes are generally dependent on the security, accuracy, timeliness and integrity of data. Um, and, and data risk can take many forms. For example, you know, commercial trading risk, You've got security and confidentiality risk. There's the business continuity and operational risk challenges. Uh, but to name but a few, data permeates many areas of working life and many areas that uh, firms need to think about when deploying and, and managing fintech and regtech applications. Um, and so, uh, you know, this, but the specifics of this, uh, we can generalize here, but the specifics of exactly how um, the data risk, data governance should be applied at a firm um, does come down to the organisation and the way it manages that technology and the framework it employs for governing that data. Yes, and, and I think, gosh, we are laying this on with a trial, but I think it, it is worth repeating and reiterating data governance is something that firms are going to have to take a very long, hard look at. They um, and have to understand what data they've got, why they've got it, where it is, how they're using it, and just hardwire data governance into their systems. Um, you're not going to survive into the medium term unless you really have a focus on that, I would suggest, which I know sounds quite dramatic, but I think it's actually true. Um, moving on to operational resilience. And again, that's something we've had an episode of the podcast on. Now, Operational resilience, which absolutely has to 
have been tested in in the white heat of the pandemic. And but let's be frank, it needs to be resilient to any disruption that a firm um, faces. And equally alongside that, risk and compliance functions and indeed applications used must be able to accommodate any shift and disruption. And the particular one really is around alternative working patterns, whether that's hybrid working or whatever. Your firm's systems and procedures and protocols, policies, the whole nine yards need to be resilient. Mike, where were we on the survey on this one? So for operational resilience, um, um, you're right. It's 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 a, a major regulatory focus at the moment. And as you quite rightly said, we've done a, a separate podcast on operational resilience and the implications for compliance officers. So I don't mean to labour the point through this through this report, albeit that the report does go into quite a bit of detail about what regulations are out there. Um, um, the, the key regulatory developments from all sorts of places, from you know the Financial Stability Board and the Baal Committee through to the, the PRA in the UK and the Fed and the OCC in the US, through to um, the Central Bank of Ireland uh, and, and the Hong Kong and Singapore and the regulatory authorities and, and what's happening out there. The report goes into a, into a great deal of detail around operational resilience and its implications for fintech and and, and regtech applications. Um, all I will say, I suppose, uh, on this from this uh, viewpoint is that the survey found that the ability of existing firms' IT infrastructure to support future fintech and regtech solutions has been a concern for some time. And in this year's report, almost half of firms said said reasonable systems were in place although upgrades were needed for fintech and regtech solutions. So there is a bit, there is a, a, a more, um, um, there's a more positive view on the existing IT uh, uh, um, within firms, but nevertheless, they're still seeing this as a, as a, as a, as a barrier to then employing fintech and regtech applications and therefore the knock on effect of making those systems operationally resilient. Yes, and and I think back to another need for focus and possibly really quite substantial investment, to be frank, because IT infrastructure investment never, ever comes cheap. Um, And let's not forget the third parties part of this. This was the third of, of the issues there. And those are often absolutely crucial to the development of many fintech or indeed regtech applications. And That then has the knock-on effect that outsourcing and third-party arrangements need to be part of the firm's risk management infrastructure. And reasonable amount of time, space and energy in the report on third parties and how to deal with them. And Mike, again, what were the respondents telling us? Well, I suppose in a way, in a similar way to data governance, Susanna, that third-party relationships are starting to become one of the uh, the areas that do permeate through um, an, an organization's operations. And um, more and more organizations are looking to third parties to to deliver these critical um, business um, uh, business processes. And especially for fintech and regtech applications where, where skills and resources that firms don't have in-house, can be leveraged from great from, for greater gain by using outsourced firms and third party um, relationships, and and so and so it's 
not unsurprising that this this third party relationship challenge um, comes to the fore when we're looking at fintech and regtech applications. That's where the skills are. That's where the resources. Thirteen percent of respondents to the survey in the fintech space and twelve percent in the regtech space saw third party management as a key challenge uh, to fintech and regtech deployment. And and you know so some of the same considerations come into play here. Um, as well as data with you know in parallel to data management so we we have the operational resilience risk and um the uh the 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 relationship with the third party risk but also with regards to third party risk um we there is a more focus on due diligence and getting the right supplier through the door there is a bigger um um um, focus on the detail of that relationship, the the uh, the frequency, the texture, the depth of meetings that are being had with the supplier, the um, the um, accuracy and effectiveness of management information, and whether that's being analysed correctly and telling the firm the correct messages, and also the termination agreements. You know, once once these once fintech regtech. Um, 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 contracts are up. You just can't walk away from them. There needs to be a exit strategy to be able to repatriate and to recover um, corporate information, data, um, and and other uh, and and other type of, of of information that the firm will need to continue on with. So yeah, third parties from a fintech regtech perspective is a is big is a big ticket deal, and the report. Um, suggests that yes and and again this more often than not is going to land at least in part on the compliance officer's plate to have to deal with all of that um, so moving on to the fourth of the four uh, key areas and this is definitely a case of last but not least and it's skill sets and a key message is that firms continue to need to invest in more specialist technological skills although and this this comes with a very big although exactly which skill sets are needed is a technological challenge in its own right, because that is such a fast moving space in and of itself. So Mike, back to the findings of the report, skill sets? Well, um, in previous years, I mean, this report has highlighted the need for firms to have the skill sets that enable them to understand and manage the FinTech and RegTech applications. Um, in this year's survey, 61% of boards have had to widen the firm's skill set to accommodate developments uh, in this space. 72% uh, of GCFIs, for example, have done so for fintech, um, um, compared with 54% when it came to regtech. So, um, so the uh, skill sets at board level are, are obviously in focus and are uh, trying to be managed. Um, as for the future, artificial intelligence and machine machine learning are ranked the, the most important skills needed by risk and compliance functions in the future. Um, in fact, the risk and compliance's view of the impact of fintech regtech um, was positive, but the need for skills at the um, the risk and compliance department level was still highlighted. So. Um, I suppose the underlying message here is that skill sets haven't gone away. There is a creep towards getting the right skills in place, both at board and risk and compliance department level. 
but that seems to be a slow creep and there is still a need for this sort of skill set to be in place in firms to be able to manage the successful deployment of these systems. And picking up on more the, the future for compliance officers, and if we perhaps shift away a bit from the challenges, what did the respondents tell us about what they saw as the future for compliance officers themselves out coming out of all of this technological change? So uh, around a quarter of respondents felt that successful deployment of fintech uh, would drive up the effectiveness of the compliance function, allowing more time to focus on other value-added activities. Um, there was also a sense that compliance functions will need more to gain uh, more to gain the most benefit from technological solutions. Specifically, and we've just been talking about it, more skilled resource to evaluate and understand the deployment of fintech solutions. And the, and the ability to devote more skilled resource to develop maxim and maximize the st strategic potential of these solutions. Respondents had sub a substantial wish list as to what they would like RegTech solutions to be able to do for them in the future. Um, at the top uh, of the list, there was improved line of sight to risk management processes and the increased accuracy of regulatory reporting. And we all know how, how much of a difficult subject that has been. Um, uh, the, the previous year, in contrast, the top requirement was for enhanced strategic, strategic decision making, um, followed by the improved accuracy of regulatory reporting. So again, regulatory reporting is still seen, seen to be a problem, and it still seems to be a problem where regtech solutions are going to find the answer to it. So, um, so I mean, I suppose in summary, that it is that regtech still popular with um, with compliance functions. They still see they still see problems with deploying these things in no other uh, in no lesser terms than the skills they need to deploy them, but when they do deploy them, they see a raft of benefits and potential applications that they could use these things for going forward. Thank you. Yes, and I heartily endorse that. If you get regtech and fintech right, the benefits are absolutely multiple and myriad and and fantastic. I would emphasize the getting it right, though. You've got to do it in the right way and implement and embed and test and test and test or else you've just created an even big, bigger problem potentially for yourself. Um, I'm very aware of the time here, so I'm, I'm going to move on to the, some of the takeaways for compliance officers. I mentioned a bit earlier, data is the new oil, which is a, you know, a fabulous tagline, but it really is borne out the point on data by the responses to the question, because we asked firms the one thing you would like technological innovation to be able to deliver for you in the next 12 months. And I'll just read you the top five. Number one, data aggregation and governance. Two, process automation and efficiency. Three, enhanced customer experience. Four, cost savings. And five, automated monitoring of regulatory change all of which have data at their core in order to be able to deliver. So coming back to the earlier point, data management, data governance, making it a core competency. I think if firms perhaps, or compliance officers in particular, take away one thing from the FinTech RegTech report, I suggest you probably want to think about that one really quite carefully. However, Mike, other takeaways for compliance officers? So I suppose away from data, and I don't disagree with you, I do think data and third parties are at the forefront of the challenges that um, 
that compliance officers have around fintech reg tech applications. But away from that, uh, my mind uh, wanders to uh, the future of regulation in this area. Now, in 2021, um, in the UK, we saw the issuing of the Khalifa report. Um, the report um, identified uh, priority areas to support the fintech sector. Its conclusions um, provided a structure for the future of development of fintech, uh, one of which was the development of regulation in this area. And it came up with a structure that is currently being worked on and currently being applied across the fintech world. But it is worth saying that in many areas of fintech development, applications are already subject to already existing rules and regulations. For example, payments. Payments have, in many jurisdictions, have a wealth of rules and regulations irrespective of whether the payment's done manually or through a fintech application that firms need to comply with. So there is two streams of regulation here. There is the fin there is regulations around the fintech world and fintech applications in particular, but there is, if there is also regulations that the fintech um, solution would have to uh, accommodate with regards to the discipline and the solution that it is trying to solve. So it is... Uh, so... This year's survey asks respondents for their views on what characteristics of future regulation should look like. And the top three hallmarks of good regulation for RegTech were listed as regular interaction between regulator and industry, um, guidance supported by regulatory returns, and international coherence. And the top three hallmarks of good regulation for FinTech were listed as regulatory interaction, regular interaction between regulator and industry, good customer outcomes and international coherence. I mean, this is interesting as the, as the survey also showed that the largest financial institutions are communicating the most with regulators about their approach to fintech and regtech. And actually the percentages are, are, are quite low and it, it Actually, the results suggest that actually regulators and firms are not interacting on fintech and regtech solutions, at least not as regularly as you may, may have thought. Um, so as a final point on this, um, the areas in which additional regulation and guidance are seen to be needed um, are, are data governance and cyber. Um, which is no surprise, I guess, we've, we've chatted about this, but 24% but of fintech firms are, and 24% of, uh, of fintech firms on cyber both suggested that um, these two areas were the greatest area where further regulation was needed. That's data governance and cyber resilience. Apologies for making that, not, making that clear. So in summary here, I, th th there, is, there is a couple of things to say. First of all, regulation is twofold at the fintech level and at the application level. On the fintech level, regulators are looking at this. Firms require greater interaction between regulator and the industry, but that interaction isn't necessarily happening at, to the extent that they require. And they require more guidance, more, um, not necessarily regulation, but more structure around how data and cyber resilience are going to be treated going forward.
Mike, as ever, thank you very much indeed. And thank you for listening to this episode of Compliance Clarified. We hope you found it both interesting and useful. As mentioned, this is the last podcast in Series 3 and we'll be back in the new year with Series 4. I'll include a link in the episode notes to the report itself. So that's FinTech, RegTech and the role of compliance in 2022. I'll also drop in a link for further information on Thomson Reuters regulatory intelligence. Last but not least, we'd very much appreciate it if you take the time to review the podcast and do let us know any suggestions for future topics. Thank you for listening. Compliance Clarified, a podcast by Thomson Reuters Regulatory Intelligence.